So, who are you? Who am I? Um, who am I? So, my name is Justin Casquejo. I'm a 20-year-old adventurer, filmmaker, photographer from Weehawken, New Jersey, right across the river from New York City. Okay. Um, according to you, what makes New York City unique? What makes New York City unique? So I haven't, I'll get to the question. So I haven't traveled as much as I'd like to, so I haven't seen enough places. You want me to look at the camera or look at you? Okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay. So I haven't um, seen as many places I w as I would have liked to. Um, so it's hard to compare to New York. It's hard to compare New York to anywhere else in the world. And that's because I haven't traveled or okay, let me let me phrase let me phrase this properly. I haven't traveled nearly to as many places I would as I would have liked to. Um, and that desire to travel and being stuck in New York City my entire life is the reason why I explore so much. Um, so I really can't compare New York City to anywhere else. And that's a big driving factor as to why I'm out there doing crazy things. And how would you describe urban exploration um, for you, what it is? To me, urbex, urban exploration to me is going on adventures, meeting amazing people, doing amazing things, it's just like seeing the world, except not holding yourself to any boundaries that the city provides for you and orienting yourself toward adventure. In the, in the city, um, orienting yourself toward adventure um, in an urban environment. When did you start to do robots? I started exploring when I was 16 years old. I was really passionate about free running and I'd seen a free runner on YouTube hanging off of a crane and getting something like three million views on YouTube. And I, because I was so passionate about free running, I thought to myself, I asked myself, what could I do to get enough of an audience, make a YouTube channel to do that for the rest of my life? And when I saw that video and I saw him go viral, I, at 16 years old with my crazy head, thought I could do the same thing. And that's how I got into rooftoping. Um, what do you like, why do you like to go on roofs or on exploration? Um, so, I like to explore because I'm bored. Um, Extreme experiences are something that I've always been oriented toward. I often, even in a negative way, orient myself toward extremely beautiful things and kind of leave out the rest. And that's a big weakness that I have. But the reason why I like exploring so much is because it's more meaningful than anything else that I've ever done. Um, traveling and not necessarily out of the country, but exploring the city and meeting people and creating art that people are really passionate about that spreads a lot of positivity. Um, 
that means the world to me. Um, what's your favorite thing to take a picture of? Um, my favorite thing to take a picture of. Atina Pahu, right? <laughs> when I get her to smile and she doesn't like it, as of right now, that's my favorite thing to take pictures of. What's the craziest exploration you've done? So oh, far? God. So the world thinks the craziest adventure that I've done is climb the World Trade Center in um, downtown Manhattan. That was a worldwide news story. If you Google my name, you can find that online. Um, that was a building secured with maybe 20, 40 million dollars worth of security, whatever that means. And it, people were really surprised as to how a 16 year old was able to um, penetrate that security and uh, sneak into the one, one of the most highly secured buildings in the world. And at the moment, that was, it really, really was the, crazy, the craziest experience that I had ever had up until that moment. Um, I had climbed into the World Trade Center. I took the elevator with a elevator operator who didn't really ask me any questions. I climbed the spire, and you might want to add B-roll of, of what the building looks like, but the spire is something like four, three, four hundred feet I climbed it in the middle of March. It was like 35 to 45 degrees and the winds were at least 60 miles an hour. And uh, me, being a skinny, 100-pound, 16-year-old boy, climbing a ladder, I was freezing. I had a letterman jacket and a t-shirt. <laughs> um, and maybe that's why I can deal with the cold so well, but yeah, my hands were frozen. I, um, and when I was up there, I was out of my mind because I, I was recording the um, whole experience and the lawyer that I ultimately had to get for that situation who saw the video told me that I was out of my mind, like I was running victory laps around the, um, around the rooftop, I was screaming. Um, and yeah, that was really, really extreme. But to me, I, I don't know if that's the most extreme adventure that I've ever been on. Um, there are so many that have a lot more meaning to me that have made me so much happier since then. Um, I'd have to think about that and get back to you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, does your parents' friends know about your exploration and what the, do they think about it? So, all of my friends are explorers. Um, the friends that I grew up with, not really, because I'm, again, from Jersey and not New York. and. Most people, especially outside of the city, don't understand why one per Most people, especially outside of the city, don't understand why someone would want to do something like that, um, especially my parents. Um, I don't really get much positive support from either of them, and uh, I never really had. And maybe that's why I've been, maybe that's why I've been orienting myself toward extreme positivity throughout my life, but I've gotten a lot of negative feedback from my mom and my dad, especially with my, um, with my mom who I live with. She would always um, really push how afraid she was. And me seeking encouragement as a kid, as a young man, I really, I took a lot of offense to that. It wasn't right because I always wanted an encouraging force 
to push me toward the things that would make me happy in a healthy way. And I never really got that from my parents. So my parents don't really think the best of it. And I don't know, I'm trying to make the best of that. How do you find an inspiration? So when it comes to rooftoping, sometimes, and this, these are the best times, you're walking around, you see something, and you just go for it. And those are the best experiences because you're in the moment and you don't know what's going to happen next. Um, other times, we may see a building, uh, and I mostly climb construction sites because I feel like I have the most control there. So we see a construction site, we, um, we, what is it? we have one that we plan out and we wait until Sunday morning because on Sunday morning, construction workers don't work in New York City. We organize a day, um, whichever Sunday morning we think would be proper. We look around the premises, find an easy point of entry, and uh, we send it. So it's usually tailored around when they're not working, so Sundays or holidays, and um, where we could enter. Yeah, those are the only things we plan out. The rest is all improvised. Did you ever get caught? <laughs> I have gotten caught too many times. Um, I was arrested in the first building I climbed in New York, which was the World Trade Center. Um, I've been arrested maybe four times since. And uh, I'm not in any way resentful of the law or ignorant to um, the repercussions that that has. It has a really bad stigma to deal with the police in the United States, a really, really bad stigma. So when you do get in trouble with the law, people look at you a certain way. Um, but I understand the, I understand the negativity that comes with that. And um, do you want me to tell you the stories of when I got arrested? Yeah. Okay, um, they've, they've all been on rooftops. Um, the, the most recent one was a really, really, really tough experience. I'd actually took a French blogger um, who was in the city for a couple weeks up to a rooftop and a lady had called the police because she thought we were going to jump off while we were taking pictures up there. So we had gotten locked on the rooftop by one of the maintenance workers and um, in my attempt to try to get him out of there I climbed down this rusty metal wire which really scraped up my hands and made them really bloody and that was a tough experience especially because I never got to get him out of there the police came up and arrested us both. And I had already been dealing with another court case prior. So instead of going to the precinct and being let go, given a court date, I was in jail for 36 hours. And I did not know whether or not I was going to get bailed out. And I don't know how the, it works in France, but in the United States, sometimes a judge will ask you to put in a certain amount of money um, in order for you to await your, ca your case to be over outside of jail. I didn't have anybody except for one person, luckily enough, who was willing to put up that money, not even my parents. Um, my ex-girlfriend, who I had called in prison, um, saved my life because I thought I was going to be in there for months. and. When you face a situation like that, especially 
one as dangerous as being faced with being put in prison in the New York City's uh, really tough jail system, things start to seem really hopeless. And there were more details that I don't really want to get into as to why I made this particular decision that I'm about to tell you. But I felt like I had lost my ability, um, my control over whether or not I was going to become the man that I wanted to be and live the dream that I wanted to live. So I actually tried to kill myself while I was in prison. And coming out of that, not knowing what was going to happen to my future, um, not knowing whether or not I'd be able to live the life that I wanted to live, losing all hope, um, and being saved by someone I had no expectations for it really changed me. And that's been the dark side of um, exploring the things that I've been passionate about. Unfortunately, it is that way in New York, and especially for me because I've been a, a worldwide news story and my, um, my exploits are political. There are, um, like I've been on the cover of the New York Post and I've been on national news almost every single time that I've been arrested um, just, because that I, just because I climbed the World Trade Center when I was 16 years old. Good interviews for Atina. Ah, <laughs> oh, good interviews, yes. Come on, just keep it going. Just give me better questions. Um, I'm getting warmed up. What's the worst part of human exploration thing to you? Get, getting arrested, I think, maybe? Yeah, well, I've already answered that question, okay. yeah. So, um, for you, is urban exploration stressful? Oh, stressful? Yeah. <laughs> urban exploration, I mean, because of the situation I'm in now, Luckily enough, I'm on probation. Is it still recording? Yeah, it is. It's just the So, because of... And how many minutes has it been? Uh, 14th. Okay, it goes up to 30. Okay. Just because of the situation I'm in now, urban exploration can be really stressful, especially because over the months that I was um, let out of jail, uh, I told myself that I wasn't going to do it ever again. <laughs> I had to let go of it even though it was the thing that I was most passionate about, A, and not even me enjoying things, but um, it, would, it was also what I found the most meaning in contributing to the world because people would see the pictures and the videos that I was posting and they'd feel like they were really inspired to reach their full potential, which was a level of meaning that I had not had doing anything else. So coming out of that, spending no months not exploring I obviously I got back into it and getting back into it was really stressful because I have now had to add the layer of if I get caught I may lose my life I may go to prison and in New York City jails you, you can get raped you can get killed you can get assaulted um, so I've had to keep that in the back of my head and the decision to start exploring again with a level of responsibility because it wasn't reckless. And I've learned that lesson. Believe me, I've learned that lesson. Um, making the decision to start exploring again was, um, was something that I really had to go over and stress about. And to do it in the right way um, was just a really, really stressful experience. But I overcame it. and. 
I'm here now and I'm very confident about what I'm doing and where I'm going. What makes a good photo according to you? Like? <laughs> so, um, to me what makes a good photo? Okay. What makes a good photo for me, what makes um, any piece of art a good piece of art for me is the emotion that it causes. If you can get the person experiencing your art to feel something, to feel positivity, negativity, whatever it is that you want to make them feel with your art that has meaning, that is what makes it a valuable piece of art because people, especially nowadays, uh, there's so much out there millions of hours of um, entertainment to watch on Netflix, uh, millions of, maybe billions of videos on YouTube. Um, if you're creating art that um, inspires people, that makes people feel positivity um, to the greatest point um, or to the highest capacity, that's what makes a good piece of art, that's what makes a good photo. I can give you uh, details of what that could be. Like, Yay. okay. So when I'm thinking about shooting, um, again, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what? Ah, I'll be fine. <laughs> so when I'm thinking about shooting, um, when I'm actually taking a photo, I always like to take the, a photo of a person, and not everyone does that. Not everyone likes that. People like to take um, cityscapes, which are landscapes, but just the skyline. Um, or look downs, which are um, photos where you look straight down onto the streets to get the height perspective. Um, I like taking photos of people, and I like taking photos of people showing some sort of emotion, doing something that most other people wouldn't do. So if I can get you to smile, <laughs> or if I can get you, and it's not even me getting you to smile, if you're up there having a wonderful experience, it's going to be inevitable that you're feeling some sort of extreme positive emotions. So sharing the story of that beauty through um, photography, and in my case also filmmaking, um, that's what makes good art for me. Um, so smiles, people, and extreme things out of the ordinary. Um, what do you think about the urban exploration community in New York City? Like, is there like, um, a sort of Competition or um, I have dealt with two sides of the urban exploration community. Um, it's not really that dramatic. In New York City, um, the people who do this stuff are young. So they, they come in all shades. There's not a lot of maturity when it comes to the people who like to rooftop in New York City. So. You can get those people who are, um, dude, I need to give you my jacket or else I'm not oh, going to no, be able to focus. I'm not going to be able to no, focus. My aunt I just called. That's just my Are you sure? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> I, I literally won't even be able to focus if you're cold. <laughs> no, okay, okay. Okay. So, what was the question again? How do I feel about the community in New York? Yeah. Um, the community in New York is not close. And that's something that I've always desired, especially because. I haven't had many close connections with my family or my friends out in New Jersey. Um, the community of um, urban explorers, they kind of pair off, they have their own little cliques, people like to shoot with certain people, 
and uh, there isn't a lot of um, shared love. Um, <clears throat> and something that I'm trying to change that I, I told you just before, I want to bring us together. I want to, um, how do I put it? I want to create a level of friendship that isn't present now in the New York City urban exploration community. Because it's more than just urban exploration that these people are passionate about. Um, and if you ask literally any one of them, connecting with people um, is one of the most amazing parts of the whole experience. It's not only doing what you love, but doing what you love with people that you love. And there's not enough of that in New York right now. Okay, that was the last question, but if there is like anything else you want to take to the camera, you're more than welcome to do it. <laughs> okay, anything for Atina's classmates, right? Okay. Um. Oh, yeah, maybe I have another question. Like, do you feel adren adrenaline? Well, adrenaline? Yeah. Like a thrill? Yeah. Okay. Um, now, of course, when I'm on rooftops, it is a bit of a thrill. It, um, but I, even though I have been labeled as an adrenaline junkie by the media, that's not why I do it, and that's not why anybody does it in New York, I don't think. Um, and I even have the plan to base jump off of buildings, which means jump off of buildings with a parachute. And uh, I... <laughs> I know this is a bit peculiar and a lot of people might disagree with me, but I'm genuinely, genuinely telling the truth when I say that I don't do these things for a thrill. It's my extreme form of beauty. Yeah, I um, believe you because exactly the same thing for me. When people ask me, like, are you doing this for a thrill? I'm like, absolutely not. I yeah. don't, like, feel any thrill when I'm moved up. I just, like, feel the beauty. It's, it's a beautiful yeah. experience. It's a level of connection that um, you might not get otherwise and only in those extreme experiences do you reach that level of connection do you reach that level of love and beauty and that's what I'm doing it for and that's what I believe everyone's doing it for so for Atina's classmates um, I don't know she's really cool <laughs> but you guys know that already um, I want to be just like her dad when I grow up um, let me think, take that Don't seriously. Don't exactly like my dad, because he died. Because I died. That's not a good idea. Okay, so just, just minus one thing. I have to be there for Atina for the rest of her life. I have to be there. Okay, let's see. Um, I don't know. Um, to the extent that I and everyone else you might see in this film was an extreme explorer that goes out and does things that a lot of people might think that they would never be able to do. Um, we were all once scared. <laughs> I remember the first time I climbed a crane, I was shaking and uh, I, could, I could hardly take a couple steps and I thought the guy that inspired me to climb a crane on YouTube was crazy and he needed psychological help. And you look at me now, hanging off of things, hanging off of people's hands, wanting to jump off of buildings. I am more capable than I believed I was 
before I started. And if there's anything that I want to leave to the people watching this film, it's you're capable of a lot more than you think. So don't be so quick to say, I could never do that. Um, and definitely don't let fear or any kind of negativity get in the way of a beautiful life, whatever that means to you. That's perfect. <laughs> Just like... Okay, yeah, that's perfect. I mean, yeah, I have so many...